Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I'm Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, and I'm so happy you're here listening and supporting my podcast. I'm really grateful. So thank you. You know, without a doubt, talking about empaths is one of the most popular topics that people ask me to talk about. After all, there's so many of us out there. Uh, And as the universe opens up the gateway for our spirituality to grow and accelerate, empaths are coming out of the woodwork, letting themselves known, uh, letting themselves be known and craving community, protection and clarity, and trying to figure out how they can live in a world without feeling everything and suffering as a result. Well, today I hope that I can help you, the empath, have a clear understanding of what's going on with you, the light and the dark parts uh, of being an empath, what you can do to protect yourself from outside energetic influences, and how you can experience life in a more fulfilling way. I'm going to teach you a four-step system that will help you become a better empath. Empaths are typically known as healers of the world. We all know this. They're the people whose senses are heightened, the ones that not only see the different energies of the world, but actually feel them and experience them. And if you're an empath, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But those who are not empaths might think that this ability to feel what others feel is cool or is like it's a gift. But if you talk to an empath about their gift, they might tell you that it's not always sunshine and rainbows. In fact, it's not often very fun to have this gift at all. When I was young, I was a very sensitive kid, but I didn't have any idea I was an empath. All I knew was that I had sensory issues with noise and felt that I felt everything deeply beyond what the typical person would feel. And I considered myself as having ADD. I was highly distracted and I had a busy, busy mind. And I was always concerned with everything around me. And I had a hard time focusing all of the time. So when I used to study when I was a kid, I put music on. I didn't know why I did that. I just did it. My mom didn't know that I was so sensitive to sound or that I was an empath. So she would often tell me to shut the music off when I was doing homework. And when I would do that, it would be significantly difficult to do my work because the silence literally hurt my whole body. I learned that these ADD symptoms weren't necessarily ADD as far as the sound sensitivity, but rather gifts of a spiritually gifted child. As I grew older, I learned how to help my mind and my body cope with my sensitivity, even though I didn't know I was in a path. So to this day, I have sound on everywhere, all of the time, even when I sleep. It's like white noise to me, and it literally calms me down. When I see clients, I have soft music playing in the background. And as I was preparing my thoughts for this episode, music was keeping me company, softly soothing me. 
So once I learned about what being an empath was, which is way later on in my life, probably late 30s, I was able to learn how to protect myself at all times in stores and cars. And by the way, music is still my pain reducer when I'm driving or if I'm a passenger. And my family, they've always laughed at me. You got to have the music on, right? But fortunately, they get it now. They've learned about me and my gifts and they know they know they got to turn the music on. So I protect myself when I enter people's homes, in meetings, before I get on phone calls, even writing emails. There is never a time that I don't practice being a protected empath. Simply put, I can't help it. It's a must for me to protect myself from outside energies. Tons of information is available on the internet and in books about being an empath and the challenges that we as empaths face moment by moment, not day by day, but moment by moment. One of my favorite sources to learn from when I was an evolving empath was to learn from Dr. Judith Orloff. She is a psychic psychiatrist, uh, kind of like a medical medium, so to speak. And Dr. Doreen Virtue, the queen of all things related to angels, spirits, and metaphysics. Those were my two go-to people. So some content today is going to be extracted from these two thought leaders uh, as well as my own hard-earned wisdom. And I hope this episode helps you today as it's really helped me over time. And my goal with people is to help them get out of pain and suffering as fast as possible. And so I hope that this podcast will help you do that. One of the distinctions that I learned about when I was on my journey <clears throat> to empathic education was to understand the difference between an empath and a highly sensitive person, also called an HSP. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's called HSP, highly sensitive person. And uh, these people are sensitive and they're reactive to the energy around them. Now, Dr. Elaine Aaron, the originator of the term, defines it this way. A highly sensitive person or HSP has a sensitive nervous system and is aware of subtleties in his or her surroundings and is more easily overwhelmed when in a highly stimulating environment empaths are highly sensitive to energy, the difference is in their ability to feel and perceive another person's actual feelings. Empaths, therefore, we are more extrasensory and we possess at least one significant gift for directly experiencing what it's like to be in the emotional, mental, and physical body of another, literally feeling what the other person is experiencing. This is not to be confused with basic empathy, y'all. All, almost all humans have the ability to empathize. And I say with the exception of sociopaths and narcissists. Uh, for example, if a friend loses their child, which is horrible, most humans have the ability to empathize with the tragedy, even if they themselves have never experienced a significant loss. And one of the things I want to say is empathy is very different than sympathy. Empathy is literally when you're feeling it. Uh, sympathy is when you kind of have compassion for somebody but can't relate to it. So an empath, on the other hand, might literally feel what the friend is going through in their body. The anxiety, sadness, and emotional pain mimicking in the empath's system as if they themselves were directly experiencing the loss. If the friend has a headache from crying, the empath may develop a headache as well. I often tell my clients that uh, whether I'm doing a reading or channeling in a session, my body will pick up everything from them, either literally or metaphorically. 
often pick up medical issues that the client has, uh, where their emotions live in their body, where they hold all of that, and what they're feeling in that exact moment and even in their past, at, even at very specific moments in their past. If I'm speaking with a client about something and, for example, my throat suddenly becomes clogged up or I begin to cough or there's something going on with my throat, I know immediately that it's not my issue. It's theirs. And it often connects to the following things, one or all of them. That they have an inability to effectively express their views and opinions. That uh, they have a feeling that they do not have a voice in some situation. Uh, they, they believe that they are feeling scared about a topic or content uh, and that they need to express themselves in the utmost uh, period. They need to be able to express themselves. And it is absolutely primary uh, for me to help them work through that and develop a voice. And what's fascinating is that when I share this with clients, I, you know, I've never had one client look at me and go, yeah, no, that's not true because my body tells the truth. So they usually say, God, you know, you're right. I feel so relieved. You know, thank you for, for saying this and knowing this about me. And, and then all of a sudden they become open to intervention uh, so that I can help them gain the strength it takes for them to speak the truth. So to clarify, all empaths are highly sensitive, but not all highly sensitive people are empaths. Empathic abilities are extrasensory in nature, while an, uh, an HSP has a sensitive central nervous system. It's just not necessarily extrasensory perception. Because of their gifts, so many people rely on empaths for, for support. We are almost always trusted because we make people feel safe. I can't begin to tell you how many times people will just come up to me, strangers, and start to tell me their innermost truths. And I, you're going to laugh, but it's true. I could be standing in line and somebody will start telling me uh, about something while I'm waiting to ring up my grocery order. Uh, or I'll be on the phone and it has nothing to do with anything personal, but they just start sharing. And maybe you're somebody uh, who experiences that too. I know a lot of my clients do. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty funny, but we end up uh, getting unloaded on. And so in that way, it can be hard. So even though... You know, we are, as empaths, capable of handling the emotions of others. We also experience quite a bit of stress because of it. So the dark side of being an empath comes in the form of having two conflicting voices constantly roaring at each other inside of our heads. So where we constantly feel the good and the bad, the negative and the positive, to the point that sometimes we can truly feel overwhelmed. Empaths are more susceptible to the negative energies in life. That's just how we are. Our intense ability to, f to feel, it, we can't get away from the deep-rooted evils that exist in the world. And with everything that's going on in the world today, y'all, it is impossible for us to be shielded 100% from the harsh energies. I can't begin to tell you how many times I felt overwhelmed all of a sudden with energy that wasn't mine. I mean, to tears. I am on the floor crying because I have picked up something or there's a collective unhappiness and I am, it's, I'm just picking it all up. And to be honest, it really kind of sucks. I'm, I'm good for the most part, but when that happens, it's like, there's nothing I can do but ride the wave. 
But I do my best to check inside my body to see if this energy belongs to me or not. And if it doesn't, I try to shield myself and cut cords and pray uh, for the source of the negativity to heal and disconnect. The dark side of being an empath is constantly being exhausted and fatigued from the energies you absorb. This is a big one. I hear this all the time. I am so exhausted. In fact, I was talking with a friend today and she was talking about just how she's giving, 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 and her energy is just depleted. And, uh, you know, we as empaths, we don't really necessarily break down and lose composure in front of other people. We kind of do that in private. Uh, but we quietly observe and we acknowledge and we feel so deeply uh, to a fault sometimes. As many others do, empaths, we want to be loved and accepted for who we are. But it's our generosity and kindness that often uh, sees us, we, we, get to, we get taken advantage of by other people who only take and they never give. These are called the takers. Empaths are the givers by all means, ready to show kindness to those in need at all times. And boy, those takers can find us anywhere at any time. The dark side of being an empath is not knowing that being so selfless plays an incredibly heavy burden on oneself. Even the empaths that don't recognize the burdensome nature of their selflessness, I'm sorry, even the empaths that do, they choose to ignore it. Because carrying that weight is more meaningful than letting it fall on somebody else's shoulder. So I don't know about you and your empathy, but you, if, if you're an empath, you really, your desire is to serve and to help. And so you're not going to dump on other people, even if you're dumped on. The only way empaths can fight the, the downside successfully is by learning to distinguish between the emotions that are their own and the emotional energies that are imposters invading from the outside. And empaths need people who understand who they are, people who can talk to them and who they can talk to and who will listen so that they can kind of clear their energy. So given that, I just wanted to share some wisdom from Dr. Judith Orloff from her book, The Empath Survival Guide. It's a really good book. And if you'd like to know more, uh, you can certainly <clears throat> get her, her book called The Empath Survival Guide. But I'm just going to mention uh, four things that she talks about that really were intriguing to me. Uh, and these are really cool scientific explanations of empathy and empaths. Uh, and once I explain them to you, it's really going to help you understand what's going on with you. Uh, or if you're not an empath and you're just listening to this to, to learn, but you know of someone who's an empath, this is going to really help you help them understand. So the first point she talks about is the mirror neuron system. Uh, and she says, researchers have discovered a specialized group of brain cells that are responsible for compassion. These cells enable everyone to mirror emotions to share another person's pain, fear, or joy. Because empaths are, are thought to have hyper-responsive mirror neurons, we deeply resonate with other people's feelings. How does this occur? Mirror, ne mirror neurons are triggered by outside events. For example, our spouse gets hurt, we feel hurt too. Our child is crying, we feel sad too. Our friend is happy, we feel happy too. In contrast, psychopaths, sociopaths, and narcissists are thought to have what science calls empathy deficient disorders. This means they lack the ability 
to feel empathy like other people do, which may be caused by an underactive mirror neuron system. We must be aware of these people because they are capable of unconditional love. And I had mentioned that earlier. And I'll tell you, there is so much written about how empaths get involved with narcissists. It's like a given. I don't even know how to tell you. I, I did it. And I, it was, it nearly tore me up. I was, I experienced a, a brief period of PTSD uh, because it was so disturbing, emotionally disturbing, uh, not only to be in a relationship with that man, but to uh, have involvement with the crazy people that were in his life that perpetuated the real sickness. So um, I had to real, really do a lot of clearing, uh, get a lot of help to get rid of what didn't belong to me, and also to kind of forgive myself for, for getting involved with the craziness in the first place. So uh, if you're an empath, chances are you have connected with a narcissist, either friend, family member, uh, relationship, whatever it is. Uh, just know you're not alone and know that there are ways for you to, uh, to heal and disconnect and kind of get back to you and get whole again. Tons are written, tons are written about that. Um, the second thing that's mentioned is that Dr. Orloff mentions is, uh, about electromagnetic fields. So this is based on the fact that both the brain and the heart generate electromagnetic fields. And if you listen to my previous podcast about intuition, I talked to you about how everything, uh, has a frequency. Everything is made up of atoms, uh, nuclei, and electrons. So everything is emitting a frequency. Even if, if it's a chair, it's emitting a frequency. Uh, and so, but the thing is that's cool is that our brain and our heart generate electromagnetic fields. And according to HeartMath Institute, these fields transmit information about people's thoughts and emotions. And empaths may be particularly sensitive to this input and tend to become overwhelmed by it. Similarly, we often have stronger physical and emotional responses to changes in the electromagnetic fields of the earth and sun. I know I do. I am unbelievably sensitive to planetary changes as well as the, uh, the moon. Um, and, and as I become more spiritually evolved and older, to be honest, uh, I just become much, much more sensitive and I have to watch myself for that. So empaths know well uh, what happens to the earth and the sun uh, that affects our state uh, of mind and energy. Uh, and of course, like I talked about the lunar cycles. Similarly, we often have stronger physical and emotional responses to changes in the electromagnetic fields of the earth and sun. So empaths know well what happens to the earth and sun that affects um, our state of mind and how we feel. The third is emotional contagion. So this is about enhancing our understanding of, of empaths uh, with this phenomena of emotional contagion. So research has shown that many people pick up the emotions of those around them. For instance, an, a, one crying infant will set off a wave of, of crying in a hospital ward. And I will tell you this, if I'm around a baby that cries, it hurts me. I don't know about you, but it hurts me. And I absolutely feel like the only way for me to feel better is to try to help that baby to stop crying. Uh, and once they stop crying, I know I feel better. 
Or maybe one person loudly expresses anxiety in the workplace, workplace, and it could spread uh, to other people in a workplace. People commonly catch other people's feelings in groups. That's what social contagion is all about. A recent New York Times article stated that this ability to synchronize moods with others is crucial for good relationships because we've got to be able to be in sync with the people that we're in relationships with so that we can anticipate what they need so that we can, uh, when we think about responding to them, that we can have kindness and compassion, but also help them and give them what they need. So what are the lessons for the empaths? To choose positive people in our lives so we're not brought down by negative negativity. And often uh, we learn this hard lesson by uh, experiencing the pain that is associated with negative people in our lives who try to pull our, our positive energy from us. So it, let's say a friend is going through a hard time. It's going to be important for you to take special precautions to ground and center yourself. And I'm going to talk to you about what that looks like. There's another thing called synesthesia. So this is the fourth finding, which is particularly compelling. It's the extraordinary state called mirror touch synesthesia. Synesthesia, it's a, it's a neurological condition in which two different senses are paired in the brain. This is so cool. For instance, you can see colors when you hear a piece of music or you taste words. However, with mirror touch synesthesia, people can actually feel the emotions and sensations of others in their own bodies as if they were their own. And this is a wonderful neurological explanation of an empath's experience. I know this happens to me, and if you're an empath, I'm sure it happens to you. The Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama says, empathy is the most precious human quality. During these stressful times, it's easy to get overwhelmed. Even so, empathy is the quality that will get us through it. It will enable us to respect one another, even if we disagree. Empathy doesn't make you a sentimental softy without discernment. It allows you to keep your heart open, to foster tolerance and understanding. Look, it might not always be effective in getting through to people and creating peace, but I think it's the best chance we have. How then do you become an empath, a smart empath, uh, that can live and thrive in this lifetime? And when I say smart empath, what I mean is an educated empath. It's really not as complicated as you think. So there are a few steps that I want to share with you, steps that I follow on a regular basis. And you could read more about this in my book, The Intuitive Therapist, in depth. I devote an entire chapter, in fact, Different chapters are connected to the things that I'm about to talk to you about. Uh, each step, I believe, from what I remember, has a chapter. Um, so please go ahead and get that book so you could really start learning about uh, how to really perfect these steps. So the first step that I've identified is meditation. where it, th This is where you allow yourself to connect with heaven, the angels, and your higher mind. And this is essential when learning how to navigate the world as an empath. Meditation allows us to do that, to quiet the mind for a moment and to breathe into peace and grace. Look, I know if you have trouble, my, my mind is constantly busy. And I would be a liar if I told you that when I meditate, my mind gets quiet. In fact, it, it doesn't. But I am able to talk myself through 
staying focused enough to relax my body, relax my heart, relax my mind so that I can receive. So if your mind doesn't stop chattering and you don't feel like you're an expert at meditating, don't worry about it. Just breathe deeply and do it consistently because it works. If you need to use a word or mantra like OM or ah, that'll work because what you're doing when you use these words, you're giving your left brain a job so that your right brain can relax and open up. So meditation sets us up as to, to reprogram the rest of our day. I can tell you hands down every time I meditate, and I do my best to meditate most days. I'm not perfect at it, but I try to. Um, I can tell you that after I meditate, my day goes so smoothly. Things are clear, and I get such amazing psychic hits is phenomenal. So I truly uh, and wholeheartedly encourage you to practice meditation. Uh, as an as an empath, we have to understand that meditation builds a foundation of peace and ease. So you got to have the sense of peace and connection with yourself as an empath, because there's so much that's bombarding you. Otherwise, you're only going to plug into everybody else's energies, and they get really depleted, even to the point of sickness. And I certainly don't want you to experience that. So the sec- second step in my system. Uh, of how to become a, a smart empath is to ground and protect yourself. And truly, this is one of the most essential gifts that you can give yourself, which is grounding and protecting. I couldn't survive in general, let alone doing these intense healing healings that I do and the healing work that I do without meditation, grounding, and protection. It's like they just go together. Meditation, grounding, protection. So one of the things you can do is just as you're sitting down and both feet are uh, on the ground, or even if you're standing, just see your feet being rooted to the ground like tree roots are rooting your feet, uh, securing you in place. Don't worry, you are not going to feel trapped. You're just going to feel very connected to the earth below. You could do something else like attach a cord from your coccyx, drop it all the way down through the floor to the center of the universe, and see it rooted itself in the center of the universe. A lot of times I'll tell people at the end of the cord, just see a hook, let it drop all the way down. You'll see a horseshoe shaped piece of metal, see the hook connected that, take a breath and feel the, um, the cable become completely taut and it'll tug you into the chair or to the floor. That one works like it, like a champ. Um, so you'll just feel the per the pull from the earth beneath you, um, even by walking on grass or even taking your shoes off and walking on the pavement. As long as your feet are naturally touching the ground, you're good to go. Next is protection. This is huge, huge, huge. This can happen in an instant from just imagining a golden ball of light surrounding you to going full throttle and pulling golden light from above, all through your body, out of your feet, and then pulling golden, uh, golden white light up through your feet, all the way up through your body, out through the crown chakra, and letting it surround you in a golden ball of light. You don't even have to have a per- perfect system. All you have to do is close your eyes, see yourself surrounded in a golden ball of light, and it is done. One of the things that I was taught a couple of years ago that truly, truly helped me because I used to leave sessions. I, I would see people back to back and I still do. I'm, I'm more careful now 
to space things out so I can clear my energy between clients. But I would see people back to back. And by the end of the day, I was unbelievably exhausted. Uh, and I had someone teach me this process I'm about to share with you. Uh, and, and I do it all the time. It's, it's absolutely essential to me. So I go a step further and I imagine two clowns, one on, one on each side of me. They can be any color you want, any size. I just kind of like medium size. I don't know what medium size is. Maybe the size of a basketball. Uh, and I breathe in deeply. I mean, really deeply, as deeply as I can. Uh, and I pull the energy from these clouds on each side of me. This is universal energy. I connect with the universal energy in these clouds and I inhale their energy all around me like I'm wrapping myself up like a mummy with this energy from head to toe. Uh, and this particular step has truly saved me hundred, hundreds of times when I'm in a situation uh, that is difficult. I literally will just close my eyes and breathe in deeply and boom, I'm surrounded uh, with this amazing energy. Uh, you know, if I have a very long, intense day with clients, or if I'm in a very uh, difficult interaction with somebody, I will uh, pull this uh, universal energy around me from the clouds. And it works. Step three, plan ahead. Always keep it top of mind that you are an empath and you are sensitive to environments and to people. It's not enough that you just feel it and want to get out of it. You, you got to know it. And I don't, I'm not telling you that because I believe that you don't know it. You wouldn't be reading this if you weren't looking for some tips to help you out. So I am telling you this because you need to never forget that your gift is sensitive and needs nurturing and protection. So if you're going to go into a meeting, a store, a person's home, if you're sending an email, picking up the phone, working with clients or customers, whatever it is, whatever encounter you have with outside forces, you must plan ahead and ground and protect yourself. I am so serious. Those of you who struggle and kind of keep getting whacked around and are surprised by you being sensitive to everything, you are. So act like it and then be proactive. Okay. So if you're going into anything, like, like I said, meeting, store, person's home, wherever, you have to plan ahead. And one of the ways you can do that is call on the angels to help you. Even if you don't know the name of, a, of an angel to call, like you don't have to know any angel. You don't have to know the name. All you need to do is just think of angels helping you and opening the door, and they will. Here's the thing I want you to know about this. You can ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. But if all you're doing is asking and not being open to receiving, you will not recognize the help. Same thing goes for calling on angels, calling on angels, calling on angels. You, you actually have to call on them. You have to give them an invitation for them to be involved with you. Otherwise, they can't intervene unless there is an emergent situation. And that's when they do. Uh, so if you're saying, gosh, you know, I wish somebody would help me, but you're not calling on the help. Um, you might not get it. So please, please plan ahead. Remember who you are and that you always have to be protected. The last step in my system is to clear your energy and cut cords. And this step is just essential, is just as essential as grounding and protecting yourself. You have got to get rid of the energy that you've picked up every single day, even after every interaction. I do my best to clear myself after every client, not because they're bad people, but because 
I don't want to take home their energy. So clean and clear yourself often and from every encounter that you have, especially if it's a negative one. So I outline a ton of suggestions about how to do that in my book, The Intuitive Therapist. Here are a couple. You can shower. You can go earthing, which means that you walk on grass uh, barefoot. You can call an Archangel Michael to clear your energy field, the Archangel of uh, courage and safety. Uh, and you can ask Archangel Michael to cut your etheric cords, right, and clear your energy. Um, you don't even know, have to know how he does it. He, he's amazing. Uh, he is absolutely one of my uh, star quarterbacks and is with me all the time guiding me. Uh, but he uses this amazingly monstrous sword to cut cords. And I usually ask him to cut cords above, below, and all around through all space and time. Uh, and he does that for me. You can also call uh, Archangel Raphael to heal you from ne any negative energy you've, you've absorbed. Um, and he'll be right there to help you do that. So being an empath is truly a gift, y'all. And I know it, uh, it comes with some negativities, but it really is. And as with any strength comes its opposite, a downside. If you become proactive to you keep yourself safe and get help from a mentor to learn how to navigate life as an empath, you're going to be fine. And if you do this and you're not fine, then there may be some, some other energy work you need to do to release anything that stays attached to you. Uh, but I don't want you to get all, all paranoid about that. Um, just know that that's an option, that there are other people out there who can cut the cords and who can help you release energies from maybe even some entities that are with you that don't need to be. So if you're able to be proactive, if you're able to really acknowledge who you are, where you're at, what you need to do to keep yourself healthy and safe, you will be able to handle the situations and people uh, that you want to engage with. So I hope this is helpful. I know a lot of people, like I said, ask me about uh, that they're empaths. How do they deal with it? They're very sensitive. I hope this has given you a, an opening into the fact that you are not helpless. There are so many of us out there who struggle uh, on a daily basis. And some of us, I will say me too, um, I screw up and I forget to ground and protect myself. And I end up walking into a situation and it's like I get kicked in the face or kicked in the gut. And I don't want that to happen to you. So if, if you feel like you'd like some more help to either uh, work on your, um, your gifts, your intuitive and psychic gifts, or to learn how to really master uh, being an empath, reach out to me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com or give me a call at 404-558-3971. It would be my pleasure to support you. I, it gives me such pleasure to help people uh, develop a safety net with their gifts. Um, and if you feel like you've learned a lot from my podcast and this content has proven valuable to you, please go ahead and uh, drop by iTunes and rate and review my podcast. Like I say in every podcast, the more ratings and reviews that I get, the more people I can reach. And I truly would like to reach a ton of people. And lastly, of course, if you're struggling with any part of your life, love, health, uh, a job, a decision, a move, business uh, and want to develop even a business idea, give me a call. Write me, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. It would be my pleasure to do a reading for you, uh, 30, 45, or 60 minutes, uh, and to help you get real clear so you can move forward. And as always, have a blessed week, a wonderful day, 
and live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 